looking to dive into topics on how to live a happier, healthier, more fit, and long lifespan, then you've come to the right podcast. Living the dream with me, Coach Damian Evans. Together, we will explore the topics on all things health, fitness, and wellness. Together, we will be lifelong learners on this journey to living the ultimate dream. What up, dream team? Coach D here coming at you with another growth mini-sode. This will be a bite-sized episode with the goal of setting a growth-minded intention and focus for the upcoming week. Each mini-sode is going to offer a quote that encapsulates the theme of the week. And after the quote, we're going to dive into a weekly focus, something small that we can concentrate on for the following seven days. As well as we're going to touch on a physical activity and a nutritional tip that will better assist us in working towards a more healthy and optimal way of living our own dream life. And each mini-sode is going to end with the recommendation for the week. The recommendation could be anything from a podcast, a book, an article, a paper, anything that I think is going to help better educate ourselves toward the overall focus of the week. And if this is your first time listening to a mini-sode, the goal is to listen on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday to be ready to start the challenges of the week on Monday. So listen to just one mini-sode every week. And as that week finishes, move on to the next week's mini-sode. I mean, you can start all the way over at mini-sode number one, or you can join us with the team right now. These mini-sodes will only be as beneficial to you as you're willing to make them. So if you're playing along with the weekly focuses or the physical activity and nutrition tips, it'll help you be much more successful to do this with someone in your life. So grab an accountability buddy and share on your social media platforms the challenges of the week. You never know who is going to be quietly watching and rooting for you. And you never know whose life you will truly inspire just by sharing your journey, both the challenges and the successes. You're going to be far more likely with a support system and a social network to be successful. Get someone that's chasing similar fitness goals as you and do this with them. And as you work on making your life healthier and you motivate your network through your positive actions and your lifestyle choices, the ripple effect, it's unimaginable with who will be touched by you motivating and posting, and including others in your journey. So let's dive into this week's growth mini-sode. This week's quote comes from one of my favorite online follows, Dr. Perry Nicholson, who also goes by the lymph doc. Lymph referring to the lymphatic circulatory and waste systems of our body. His Instagram name is at stopchasingpain, all one word. He's a great follow. I highly recommend it. Uh, Dr. Nicholson says, Instead of asking, how do we fix the body, ask, how do we create the environment in which the body can work at its best? Instead of asking, how do we fix the body, ask, how do we create the environment in which the body can work at its natural best? Now, that's a totally different pathway and mindset with two very similar questions. And asking in this way, it may allow you to find different solutions. Choose wisely how you ask a question because your brain, it's always, always looking to give you an answer. Your brain is constantly searching for meaning and answers to the unknown, especially questions we bring to the front of our consciousness, of course. You simply cannot get well in the same environment that you became ill within. You can't get well in the same environment that you became ill within. Instead of asking, how do we fix the body? How do we create the environment in which the body can work at its natural best? What was our body created to do? What was your body created to do? Your body is an amazingly complex vessel for movement. We were not created like trees. We were not created like flowers. We were not created like fungi. 
No. We were created or evolved to have the biomechanics to move in incredible ways. Yet, we are rooted in sedentary activity more now than ever before. Rooted at our desks in the seated position for huge portions of our life. Rooted with our shoulders rounded and our head jutted forward and our eyes fixed on digital screens just inches in front of us. We have Alexa to answer our most burning questions without wasting one ounce of energy to find out for ourselves. We literally have Wi-Fi refrigerators and ovens that will open or turn on magically by themselves. We have the ability to take a supercomputer out of our pockets, tap it a couple of times, and have a fully cooked, ready-to-eat, highly palatable, super high-calorie meal at our doorstep in essentially a blink of an eye. All while we lounge and catch up on our newest episodes of some dude deciding who he wants to select out of 20 or something women fighting for his quote unquote love. Oh my gosh, who is Chad going to pick? I can't take the suspense. Chad, choose. If you told our great grandparents that this would have been our current reality, what do you think they would have said? Some may have said that that sounds like heaven. Others may have said that can't lead to any sort of meaningful life. Which one is correct? are either correct. I assume we're going to find out sooner than later which statement is more correct. We don't entirely know at this point. But what I do know is that your body was created as a vessel for movement. I just watched this docuseries about babies, and if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix called Babies. It shows how babies come into this world hopeless, helpless, immobile, fragile, And they quickly, and I mean super quickly, transform into some sort of complex biological supercomputer downloading every single piece of sensory information that they encounter. And as soon as that baby starts understanding the world, what does it start to do? It starts to try and move. It spends every waking moment getting those little legs to start taking them places and push them around and explore this crazy world. The human body is incredible. And I feel like Sometimes we take it for granted. We take it for granted until it starts to break down because we haven't treated it properly. And then we sit here and we blame the body for what we have transformed it into. The body just adapts to what we ask it to. Just like when you first start driving a car, we're enthralled with every tiny little turn of the wheel. We're focused, alert, dialed into the task at hand, and so grateful that we can finally access the world at levels that we have never been able to on our own before. And then eventually, all that fades. We get in the car, we turn it on, we complain about the traffic, we get distracted by our cell phones. I mean, I've seen people literally eating their lunch or even reading a book while they drive. Yeah, we are disturbingly strange creatures. But that's what it's like to be human. That's human nature. We are moving further and further from what our bodies were intended to do. Now, is that a bad thing? Or is this just part of the evolution of our human race? Well, I definitely don't have the answer to that. But what I do know is that we have a larger problem right now with pain than ever before. We have a larger problem with chronic health issues than ever before. And I myself, I'm watching some of my closest family members and friends struggle with having their body break down right in front of their eyes and lose all independence, strength, comfort, confidence, and sometimes passion for the life that they once had. Instead of asking, how do we fix the body? 
Ask how do we create an environment in which the body can work at its natural best. You cannot get well in the same environment that you became ill within. If you had a fish in an aquarium and the water was all dirty and the scum was built up on on that tiny little castle and the rocks at the bottom of your aquarium were filthy brown and your fish looked sick and unwell, what would you do? Would you give that fish medicine? Would you tell your fish to do a, a week of bed rest? Well, I would hope that your first move would be to clean up the environment as well as maybe assess the fish's food all before you took the fish to the vet or sent it down that porcelain water slide, if you know what I mean. So if you are the fish in this scenario, what part of your environment can we clean up? What does the water look like in your aquarium? How can we clean the filth off of your castle and off of your rocks? This week's weekly focus is about taking control of your mental environment. What you see, what you hear, and what you smell, all of these have such a huge impact on our mental state. And I can guarantee you right now that most of us are underestimating our senses. Here's a great example that I heard the other day. All of us have been walking around in masks over the last couple years. And if you've heard someone talk, to someone else while wearing a mask and they talk like this and it's just like this, you know what I'm saying? And you're talking with their mouth covered and it's a little muffled. You know how hard it is to hear them at times. Now think about how we communicate. If that little piece of cloth makes it tough for us to hear the people that we're talking with, it should really have brought to our attention how much we use our eyes to read people's lips to really understand what they're saying. We use our ears less than you really think, and actually trust our eyes to follow that person's lips to understand what they're saying. We depend on our eyes so much to communicate and understand with the world. And we talked about this in last week's mini-sode. When meeting someone, we have all of these visual senses that we're encountering that it tends to make us forget that person's name immediately after they told it to us. We get so distracted and guided by our sight that a simple word is lost on us. We forget to listen. So we need to learn to reactivate our senses. Think about right now. What is the first thing you see when you wake up in the morning? What's the first thing you see? For the overwhelming majority of people in the United States at least, and and also around the developing world, the last thing that you see at night and the first thing that you see in, in the morning is their phone. That's what people see, their phone. And I'm guilty of this too. The last and the first thing people see is not their significant other, not something motivating or inspiring. It's that five-inch digital screen that connects us to parts of the world, that little tiny screen that may create anxiousness, create fear, frustration, anger. And that right there, that is poor sight design. And this is something in our complete control. You're in control of the first message that your brain receives to start off a brand new day. How important is that? You're in control of the mental state that you put yourself in the very first thing in the morning. Do you want to start your day with envy, jealousy, comparison, anger, frustration, competition? Or do you want to start your day with a clear head? The first hour of your day is so important. Think about what your day would look like If you started your day with the first thing you saw being a motivational quote that inspires your purpose, what would your day look like if you started your day with a picture of someone that you love 
or a picture of your family? What would it look like if you started your day looking at art that inspires your creativity? What would it look like if you started your day looking at something that is so linked to your purpose and goals in life that your brain, your mind, the trajectory of your entire day is set up with a head start of success in achieving what you truly desire in life? like a sprinter right out of the blocks with an early head start on everyone else because they are too busy being distracted by the craziness of what's going on in this world that we are constantly reminded of every time we pull that five-inch screen out of our pocket. What would you start your day with? What would you finish your day with? This week, I am taking this challenge that will alter my normal routine. I challenge you to join me. Yes, I look at my phone right before bed and right when I wake up. I challenge you to join me for the first and last at least 30 minutes of your day. Your phone is shut down just this week. Obviously, it can be more than 30 minutes, but at least 30 minutes before you go to bed and after you've woken up. That cell phone screen stays off. And this is going to be really challenging, especially if you use your phone for an alarm clock. You'll want to turn your alarm off and then you'll immediately want to check your notifications that happened over the night. It's just human nature. Don't do it. What will you replace it with? I want to know the first thing and the last thing that you see this week. For me, I plan on putting my phone away before I do a 30-minute yin yoga stretch and a 30-minute headspace for sleep meditation. So my plan is an hour before bed, phone goes off. And in the morning, I plan on getting up making coffee or tea, and sitting on the balcony watching the horizon and brainstorming some new uh, episode podcast topics. So that's my plan. Share with me what inspires you and what motivates you. What gets you into the optimal mindset and early flow to start your day as strongly as possible. Start your day under your own terms. Start your day in a creative state and not just a consumptive reactionary state that we always started in. Just one week, friends, this is going to be challenging. I know it is. It's going to be a hard habit to break. Commit to a week and just be actively aware of how your day-to-day changes. Take control of changing your environment. This week's physical activity tip is about altering the way you engage in your sedentary activity. Some people say that sitting is the new smoking. Sitting is probably the most common form of sedentary activity that our society engages in. We sit for everything. But what they mean when they say that sitting is the new smoking is they are actually referring to just being still in the same position for too long. It could be anything. It could be laying down. It could be standing. Any position that you habitually and consistently stay still in for too long can create this issue of circulatory flow in the body and it can create issues with soft tissue slowly binding to itself, causing us to, while yes, very slowly, but still nonetheless, it causes us to mold into these positions. If you don't use it, you lose it. And if you constantly reinforce it, you will strengthen it. So what position do you find yourself in for the majority of the day? That is your sedentary position. Once you dial in your individual sedentary position, how can you make that position more active and more engaging? If it's sitting, can you sit in different ways? Maybe you can sit on a physio ball instead of a chair. On the floor, in active positions. 
If you stand, can you balance? Maybe you shift your weight from side to side. Can you change your stance from close to wide? Can you do tiptoe heel raises, making sure that those muscles in the lower body are helping with that blood flow to get back to the heart? Are you not ready for active movements during your sedentary positions? Maybe you fear judgment from your coworkers? Can you increase your water consumption then while you're in those positions? Increasing your water in those sedentary positions helps with flow and it helps with more frequent bathroom movement breaks. You can get creative. There's so many options here. Stop worrying about what others think. You can be the weird person in the office for this one thing. And when coworkers or family or whoever it is that you're around, when they see the positive changes in your life and in your body, you can be the inspiration to help others. You can be the example of increased productivity, improved mood, increased overall quality of life. Let me know if you're unable to find out what your active sedentary positions could be in your personal sedentary position. And if you can't figure it out, let me know there is a way. We can figure it out together. This week's nutrition tip is all about healthy combinations. Did you know that you can combine certain foods for a greater health benefit? The environment in which food is consumed can be enhanced by eating certain things together. So I'm going to give you nine combinations for different health benefits. So now would be a great time to start taking notes and listen for the category of whatever your individual goals are and whatever your individual nutrition needs are. Number one, if you're looking to enhance collagen creation in the body for healthier joints, for skin, for hair, for nails, then eating chicken legs and kale together are a great combination. By eating kale, which contains 120% of your daily recommended intake of vitamin C in just one cup of kale, Eating kale with that chicken leg drumstick, which is full of rich source of amino acids building blocks for collagen. When you eat those two things together, you maximize the synthesis or the creation of collagen in your own body for healthier joint and skin. Number two, if you're looking to increase absorption of plant carotenoids by up to eight times more, and this is in order to protect and enhance your brain and your eyes, if you're looking to do that, then eat some eggs with a colorful salad. By consuming the superfood eggs or any other fat source with a bowl of dark leafy greens, you're going to maximize the absorption of fat-soluble compounds in those greens. So things such as the carotenoids, lutein, and zeaxanthin, which without a fat source, these are not compounds that are absorbed very readily. So eggs and a nice dark leafy salad. Number three, if you're looking to create sulforaphane, which is a powerful anti-inflammatory and potential cancer fighter, then try cooked broccoli with mustard powder. Now, here's a little science. So raw broccoli is a powerful source of glucosinolates, which combine with an enzyme called myrosinase to create what is called sulforaphane. Sulforaphane, that powerful anti-inflammatory and potential cancer uh, fighter. Now, when you heat up the broccoli, this enzyme, which is normally found in broccoli, it's lost. It's cooked out. However, you can easily put this enzyme back into your cooked broccoli by sprinkling some mustard powder, which provides the compounds that increase the bioavailability of sulforaphane more than four times compared to eating your cooked broccoli alone. 
I'm going to include a scientific paper linked um, in the show notes of this mini-sode that I got from the author of the book Genius Foods, Max Lugavere. Max is a great follow on social media. If you don't follow him, follow Max Lugavere. I highly recommend it. He was the inspiration for this week's nutrition tip. Uh, Let's go over some other great food combinations. Number four, green tea and lemon. When you add lemon to green tea, it increases the bioavailability of antioxidants in green tea by up to 13 times. So green tea and lemon. Number five, fruits and veggies and your probiotic supplement. So if you're going to take a probiotic supplement, eat it with fruits and veggies. When you consume probiotics with a prebiotic fiber, which is found in fruits and veggies, this is going to improve the survival of the probiotics through the GI tract and thereby enhance the effects. Number six, onions and garlic and legumes. So garlic and onions are high in sulfur, which improves the absorption of zinc and iron from plants. So onions and garlic and legumes. Number seven, black pepper and turmeric. This combo increases bioactivity of curcumin, which is the anti-inflammatory component of turmeric, by up to 2,000%. Black pepper and turmeric. Number eight, red meat and garlic. Red meat and garlic prevents certain potential carcinogenic compounds from forming during the cooking by up to 90%. So if you're worried about those carcinogenic compounds when cooking red meat, eat it with garlic. And last combo, number nine, apple cider vinegar and starches like rice or potatoes. So when you eat your rice or potatoes, your starches, eat it with apple cider vinegar. Vinegar inhibits disaccharide enzymes in your small intestine, which can reduce the blood sugar spike that some of these starches elicit when consumed. So if you're worried about that blood sugar spike, apple cider vinegar with your starches. Try these out and see what you think. If you got any other food combinations, share your knowledge and tag me. And lastly, this week's recommendation is to listen to an episode of the Impact Theory podcast with Tom Bilyeu, Impact Theory. If you enjoyed or were interested in this week's weekly focus, you've got to listen to this episode. It literally blew my mind. It's called Use These Hacks to Upgrade Your Mindset. And it's a compilation episode that Tom put together, and it's literal gold. I had to listen to it like multiple times. Definitely check it out. The description of this episode reads, The mind is such a fascinating thing. As much as science and technology has advanced, there is still so much more that we have to learn. When it comes to mindset, when it comes to controlling your emotions, when it comes to feeling pain and responding to thoughts, both positive and negative, all of these things are within our control. Yet most of us spend life as if we were never granted permission to control our own minds. So I'll include the link to this episode in the description of today's mini-sode. Let me know what you think. And that's it, my friends, for this week's growth mini-sode. Each week, we're going to focus on something new and dial in a different aspect of physical activity and nutrition. Share with your friends and family and hold each other accountable. Post on your social media stories how successful you were at changing your environment. Update us how not using your phone for the first and the last part of the day goes for you. Post a video of you being more active in your sedentary position or of you combining your foods to enhance their power. And make sure you tag me and share your journey. Let me know if you have any suggestions or tips that will help this Live in the Dream team that I can discuss on future episodes. I will be right here with you working on making us stronger, happier, and healthier humans. Until next time, friends, keep living the dream.